What's up, everyone? Happy Tuesday, or whatever day you're listening to this. Welcome to the pod. My name is Paige. And I'm Emily. And we're both mice living in the walls of the Swan Residence, dying of secondhand embarrassment from this sex talk that's happening. And you're listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. How's it going? How are you? I'm good. I got my booster and my flu shot today, so my arms are a little sore. Who knows how I'm going to feel tomorrow, but um, so far, so good. Yeah, we hope you're all staying safe from COVID. I know it's bad literally everywhere, so our -hmm. thoughts are out to you. I went to the dentist today, and Paige can see this, y'all cannot. My hair is up in a high pony, and I look like a drowned rat. I took a shower and immediately fell asleep last night. So this that's the consequences of my own actions, and I'm okay with it. But at the dentist, they, like, lowered me to the ground to measure my gums or whatever the fuck. And <laughs> my ponytail was obviously, like, touching the ground. And the dentist was like, such beautiful hair. And I was like, she just said that because she's uncomfortable because it looks so bad. <laughs> you know? You, like, you know and you just know. Yeah, it's like, you didn't have to say anything, ma'am. You, you didn't. I feel like in when I go to the dentist, I never know what to do with my hair because if I put it in a ponytail, I feel like it hurts the back of my head. If I put it in a bun, it like gets all caught up in like the the thing that they put around for spit or whatever. Like I just don't know what to do. It's a real dilemma. That's why I put it up in a high pony because then the pillow was like below it, you know? Mm, that's smart. Um <laughs> I do want to put a conclusion to my Indian food tale from last week. The extra spicy, in my opinion, was not any spicier than the regular hot. So, you know, no harm, no no foul. I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you didn't have to, like, suffer through your food. I'm kind of shook, though. You, You maybe maybe you just have a really high spice tolerance. It's definitely possible. Danny sent me a TikTok a couple weeks ago where it was like, people who are in like are addicted to spicy food and like always need to put hot sauce on things are kinky because it's like BDSM for your tongue. Like I don't, I don't, okay. I'm totally abusing. It was actually a really scientific thing that they were talking about how like the more spice you add, the more you dull your senses and you need more and more. And when you taste spicy food, you get this release of like, adrenaline or like endorphins or it was something to the extent of like when you eat spicy food you get a chemical reaction that your brain is like yes this is good but then you're also dulling the receptors for it so you need to keep adding more and more and making it spicier to get that reaction again so I think that I'm already at like max capacity with that this is the sex talk I wanted to hear mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're welcome Bella Swan et al did I tell you that my sister for Christmas got me this thing that's like 12 days of hot sauce and it was like an advent calendar and I opened them all up and there was like different little, they're probably like four ounce bottles of hot sauce. I love that. Yeah, you should come over and try them all. I haven't tried any of them yet, but. I, we did, uh, or we're, it's ongoing. We haven't done it yet, but we have a secret Santa for the funeral home and I got my supervisor, Rachel, and she's from Texas and we have continually bonded over our love of spicy food and so I got her I got her a mug from a show that she likes and then I also got her a bottle of hot sauce from Australia and it's called shit the bed hot sauce (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious why haven't you guys done it yet uh we just December is a really crazy time for the death industry and just also in general like for regular non-dying people it's a busy time so we just we're waiting we're doing our uh like christmas quote-unquote party next week oh nice okay let me know what you get i'm curious i've i've narrowed it down to four people who could have me and not to name names but i only want it to be one person so (laughs) i'm hoping that it's that person fingers crossed that's funny um some bad news y'all netflix hates us they're taking all the twilight movies off by the time y'all hear this they will already be off because they're taking them off like three days from when Paige and i are recording this so Paige is going to look into discord we're going to figure it out how we can have a, a time to watch new moon with all the patrons yeah i know that emily has it on dvd for sure and so we'll figure something out we'll make it work 
Yes, yes, for sure. Okay, so we read chapter two of Eclipse this week. What were your thoughts? Well, I mentioned this offhandedly to Emily when we were doing our edits from last week. I really felt like this chapter was kind of a different vibe than the last three books, like, in their entireties. I just, like, why was it so sexy? Like, we are shifting into overdrive with this. Like, freaking Pony by Genuine is playing in the background of this entire chapter. Really? I I don't know. I just, like, I, I felt like there was a really, like, I don't want to say pornographic, but, like, a scene that was so descriptive it's probably the most descriptive action scene that we've read yet and I was like this is gross why are we why are we describing this tongue action I don't need this and then we get the sex talk from Charlie like I feel like it was like a lot of sex heaviness in this chapter Okay, okay, that's understandable. And then, I mean, that that aside, that was it's, that was one thing. I feel like we're also getting back into Edward gaslighting a little bit in this. Like, he's like, I feel like secret gaslighting. I saw the gaslighting. I don't think Bella saw the gaslighting. I'm not pro, personally. Literally, in my notes. Gaslighting? Question mark, question mark. Yes! Like, like, I feel like the ta- the chapter's called Evasion, right? Yes. I knew exactly what was going on. Not, not exactly. But I knew what Edward was doing pretty much immediately. I don't know why necessarily, but I could see through his coyness. Whereas I feel like his, well, the hot kiss that they had, I guess, threw Bella off completely. I don't know. But it was just really apparent to me where I thought that Bella was going to see it, but she didn't. I was a little surprised at that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into it. I did not think you were going to go that route, but then I remembered you haven't read this book. (laughs) Just Eclipse for me in general has different vibe in that, and I want to know if any listeners agree with this, it just feels like the last two weeks of the school year, but in, like, book form. Especially, like, the last two weeks of, like, eighth grade or high school or college it just has that like I know that they're graduating and so that's kind of part of it but it just has that almost like we're on the edge of something right now but we're going to describe literally all the small things in excruciating detail you know I did I I mean not to be super literal about it but I fully got the vibe about it being the end of the school year from this chapter like I got that sort of high energy like let's just get to the good stuff kind of feeling from this chapter yeah it's kind of that but it's also kind of like let's savor these last two weeks a little bit you know gotcha yeah no I get that like without going super spoilery I'm pretty sure the actual like timeline of the plot of Eclipse is like two weeks I'm not even kidding I don't I don't know what to say to that. That's I can't I can't believe it. It might be like a month, maybe. Still, still, this book <laughs> is thick. Uh, I probably shouldn't have told you that, but anyways, here we are. So I guess we'll hop into the plot. So it picks up basically like I don't know. I'm guessing like the next day. Yeah, it must be the next day because she's Bella is talking about how excited she is to not be grounded anymore. And she's walking to lunch and she's kind of describing what we were talking about, like that it's so close to the end of the school year. And especially for the seniors who are graduating, they're really excited and prom is this weekend, but she's not going. And then on page 36, she it's like this, the first full paragraph. She says, no, it must be my personal freedom that lightened me today. The end of the, the ending of the school year did not give me the pleasure it seemed to give the other students. Actually, I felt nervous to the point of nausea whenever I thought of it. I tried not to think about it. Maybe that means you are rushing into this becoming a vampire thing. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, there is nothing stopping you. Like, I know 
Bella is really hung up on this, I'm one year older than Edward, and that is the end of the world thing for her. Um, but, like, even if you're 19, you still got, like, another year of thinking about it. You're still a teenager. Like, it's you could, you could wait a year if you're that nervous. Like, don't feel like... I think all of the columns would definitely be pro if you wanted to wait a little bit longer. I think that that would be okay. Yeah. I think I... I mean, I don't know. I have a sneaking suspicion that she's scared to wait because then she'll change her mind, even though, like, she probably wouldn't actually, but she's just scared to, like, give an inch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, if you're scared that if you wait, you're going to change your mind, I feel like that should be an answer for you uh, right off the bat. Agreed, unless it's in online shopping. Then just buy it and regret later. Do not think about it. <laughs> you can always send it back. Yes. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You're spending $200 on whatever it is you're buying. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. So they have this nice little lunch moment with Angela and Ben, and then Alice is sitting there as well. Now, Okay, so I thought Emmett was supposed to be their age, but apparently not, because he's not around. I I thought they were all the same age. I when I when I found out that uh, Rosalie and Emmett were gone, I was like, oh, I guess they're older. I honestly I thought that they were all in the same grade. Well, I knew that they were in different grades, and Rosalie and Jasper right now are posing as twins. Wait. So what? yeah. So obviously they would have to be the same age, but I thought Emmett was in their year. And I'm like, is this a plot mistake? Somebody let me know. So is Jasper not in school anymore then? No. I guess that would explain why he's not at the lunch table. Yeah. Hmm. I've been paying attention so much. I've missed these crucial details. (laughs) I guess all the hot, breath action the kissing and the running my nose across her jawline and smelling her pulsating fluid I don't know it it was just a distraction for me I wish you wouldn't use that word ever fluid no pulsating anyways it's not that important I just was like you know I love to point out a Stephanie mistake (laughs) anyway um okay So they're talking about announcements, graduation announcements, and Bella agrees to help Angela do it at her house and, you know, says that she's not grounded anymore. And then Alice is like, gets all tied up in planning a party to celebrate um, Bella's freedom. And, you know, they're kind of joking all around about how the continental U.S. is like the boundary. It's just, I don't know, it's kind of a nice moment. Yeah, every once in a while, I forget that all these people are supposed to be in high school. You know, like, I feel like the exciting thing when we were in high school was, like, Tommy and I would go to Walmart and, like, pull pranks on people. Or, like, we would all go to Sonic. You know, like, that was, like, the high school experience. Totally, yeah. I mean, yeah, these people are richer, so they can afford to go to, like, out of town or whatever, but. (laughs) Out of town slash Italy. Yeah, really. (laughs) Okay, so then a weird moment happens where Alice kind of freezes, and it's obvious that she's having a vision. I'm having a vision. You know, that's so Raven, you know? Oh, you don't have to explain it, girl. I know. <laughs> um, it's, like, pretty noticeable, and so Edward, like, causes a distraction by, like, laughing and making a joke out of it, and he kicks Alice underneath the table so that she'll, like not alert Angela and Ben to the fact that she's supernatural. And they seem to buy it, so I guess it kind of works. At this point, did you have a prediction, or I guess still, do you have a prediction about what she saw? Do you think, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you don't think Edward's telling the truth. No, I, I, I never do. Um, I had, at this time when I was reading, I thought that it maybe would be the Volturi or Victoria, you know, the past threats that have been established um and that's what I thought it was up until Edward makes a comment 
when when they finally talk about it, Edward and Bella, I later changed my mind as to what I thought it was. But at this point in reading, I just assumed it was like maybe the Volturi are coming back because I we see that Edward is trying to get her out of town later. So my thoughts are that why would he be trying to get her out of town? Well, someone will probably be on her trail. Who would be on her trail that he needs her out of town? Probably the Volturi, maybe Victoria, but you know, whatever. That's what the, that was what my, my initial thoughts were. Okay. So you want to say what it changed to later on? Do you want me to say it now or do you want me to wait until it gets brought up? I guess we can wait until it brought up. It gets brought up. Okay. It brats get up. Broad city. <laughs> I was thinking brats like bratwurst. I like brats more personally as a hot dog bitch. True. <laughs> okay, so this is when Edward's gaslighting starts, and he basically just goes on this whole thing where he's like avoiding Bella so that she doesn't ask him what Alice saw. You have to know something is up when Edward is talking to Mike Newton, especially. Last time I read this book, I hadn't read Midnight Sun because it didn't exist yet. But now that I have read Midnight Sun, I'm like, this motherfucker is a fraud. Because he literally was talking about throwing Mike Newton through a wall. There's no way he would want to help him with his car. Also, that's way more suspicious. You know, if I were Bella, I Bella also, I feel like, knows Edward's antipathy to Mike. It's... It's so much more obvious like that this immediately I was like something really bad is happening and Edward is really really trying not to bring it up like why not just like act normal you know just he could have come up with a lie like he's so smart or whatever so learned with these 117 years being alive you can't come up with a lie immediately like oh yeah Alice like saw Jasper uh, like going off in the woods and having like a really scary fight. I he, she's just really worried, you know. Like they could have easily just done that, or like, oh, Carlisle, like he's going into surgery and like something bad is gonna happen, and you know we're just a little worried about Carlisle. You know, you could have come up with any kind of like those just popped off my dome right now, and I'm not supernatural at all. You know, doing this makes everyone more suspicious of you, bimbo. Yes, it's so, like, 17-year-old logic, and that, once again, proves my point that he's actually not 109. He is 17. He's like a, he's like a, I don't know, I want to think of a good animal to compare him to. Like a slug, I don't know. (laughs) There's a whole thing with Edward and snails in the Tumblr community, so that was, that was snail adjacent, I'm sure the Tumblr fans slash listeners will, will love that. My brain is in the twilight zeitgeist. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it is astral projecting out of my body and is inside tumblr.com. It, I mean, we had the dark blue by Jack's mannequin and now we have this. I can't explain it. I know. It's weird. It's almost like you were the perfect reader for this series, but not until now. I'm actually a vampire in real life. (laughs) My superpower is I can smell a hot dog from 28 miles away. 28, so specific. <laughs> Never tell you about this bar. Or no, it wasn't a bar. Why did I say a bar? It was a church in the town I went to college in. And they would give out, I said bar because this is why. They would give out free hot dogs every Friday and Saturday night to people just like walking home from the bars. Isn't that insane? That is doing God's mission. That I would have, I would never want to go to church more than if I were walking home from a bar and I got a free hot dog from a church. I would, like, if it were me, and you know me, the the listeners know my affinity towards hot dogs, because I talk about them all the time. I'm walking home, right? I'm already susceptible to anything because I'm intoxicated. And a nice man or woman comes out and they're like, hey, do you want a free hot dog? I'd be like, this is the fucking Holy Spirit right now. God himself has come down and is like, this is how we get Paige back into church. Give her a hot dog. It's so true. However, I will add that I think you're not allowed back into church if you keep saying things like fucking Holy Spirit. It's a compliment. (laughs) Okay. The The word ass is in the Bible. 
<laughs> I know. I'm just messing with you, dude. Also, I'm pretty sure like a guy cuts a baby in half in there. Yeah, Old Testament's wild and. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the day's over. Alice is in on Edward's scheme to distract Bella, so she's just like talking about how she sh- or um. Edward should get Rosalie to help fix Mike's car. Like, why does anybody fucking care? (sighs) Anyways, he drops her off. Alice, I mean. And then him and Bella are alone, and they're going to drive back to Bella's house. And I just, this is like, I don't know if mature is the word. But Bella says on page 42... He was quiet as he turned the car around and headed back to Forks. I waited, wondering if he would bring it up himself. He didn't, and this made me tense. And then a little farther down. I didn't want to freak out and have him think I couldn't handle it, whatever it was. So we were both silent until we got back to Charlie's house. I am not on her level in this. I would be such a brat about this. I'd be like, so, are you going to tell me what's going on or what? (laughs) That's exactly how I would say it to you. I I definitely agree. Um, that's definitely more your vibe. Um, but I can totally put myself in this situation. And Bella doesn't need to feel this way, but I don't know if she'll ever not feel this way. Where like I feel like she still thinks that Edward is gonna realize at some point that she's just a regular person and that she doesn't deserve him, um, and that he's just gonna leave. So I feel like in her mind she is on the like she's on his edge all the time and anything could like disrupt their relationship and she could be alone again so I could total and I have been this person where like anything I don't want to do anything negative to make the person that I'm barely holding on to like have them be like "Mm, this isn't worth it and then leave So she's like, well, I don't want to freak out because, you know, if I do, then that's going to be the end, you know? So I can, I can see where she's coming from. It's not warranted. She definitely doesn't need to feel that way because Edward is fucking addicted to her. But, you know, I can see where she's coming from. Yeah, that makes me really sad. It's no way to live. Yeah. But, you know, as you grow up and mature, you realize there's like eight million other people in the world that won't do that shit to you. So, you know, you don't need to waste your time with plebs like that. Well, and part of it too is Bella just has to trust herself because Edward's actually not going to do that shit. I'm assuming. I mean, I already know, but, but like he's left once. I don't think, I think it'd be pretty lame for Stephanie to make him leave again, but it's more of Bella believing in herself than believing in another person, you know? Absolutely. And I think, too, you touched on he's already left once. She knows that that, in theory, could happen because it already has, you know. So, like, I feel like that's also sort of in the back of her mind, too, that, you know, this is already something that became real. That's true. Damn. Okay, so they don't talk about it yet. They go up to Bella's room and... They have this horrible kiss. <laughs> they just give me a thumbs down. You I'm know what? Pl- I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. I really am. And I am not approved. I just don't want to have to read every detail. See, that is that is the issue that I have. I, like, reading this as an adult, I can't handle it. I cannot handle this. The note I wrote is, this shit is nasty stuff. Because I'm reading it as myself. Now, I know I've mentioned it maybe one or two times on the pod, but one of my favorite authors and kind of series of books when I was a teenager were the, I don't know, I don't know what if they're like novels, but the work of Ellen Hopkins, she does like poetry stories Uh, or like prose, I guess. Um, And all of the different books kind of take place from teenager perspectives, and they all have some level of both literal and sort of non-literal sexuality and like sexual imagery. And I loved those books growing up. They were beautiful to me, and they like 
I didn't realize that like, oh, books can talk about sex. Like, this is crazy. Like, I love like reading this new perspective on things. And it really like hit a spot for me that I just never had got from literature before. And it was an exciting thing to read. So I could see how as a teenager or a preteen, this would be fucking amazing. Love it. 10 out of 10. However, I'm 25. I it's I don't want to hear about Bella slowly putting her tongue into Edward's mouth. It's just I can't handle it. That's exactly it. Yeah, I was totally into this when I was a preteen because I went to Catholic school. Like this was the most action I saw. So I was like, damn. But yeah, just the fact that she, for example, I'm not even going to get into the finer details, but the fact that she italicized the word taste, it's too much. So anyways, (laughs) moving along. (laughs) I know Paige and I are always harping on how gross it is, and that's because it is. I have kind of Bella's attitude. I'd say I'm sorry, but I'm not. Although I did like that she said that because in the past, when things have gotten to this level, she's been like, oh, I'm the worst. I like that she's owning it. Own it, girl. The only thing that I want to know, and I know that we've mentioned it before, will I ever get an answer? I don't know. Does Edward have an ice cold boner right now? Does he have blood flow or does he not? That's what I want to know. He sits on the bed and he's like, I need a minute, which in my mind, historically, is like, I need to settle myself down. But does his non-pumping blood go to the ice cold pee-pee? I don't know. I do know, but I'm not going to (laughs) say. Like, I want to know, but I also don't want to (laughs) know. know what you mean okay so then after that sexy moment she goes to email her mom which is like the least sexy thing in the world but whatever um I just thought you know I just thought how she talks about Renee here listen I hate Renee Paige hates Renee but there she's not either of our moms she's Bella's mom I just kind of thought the way that she talked about her here it was very self-aware but it was also very rude what did you think I did feel like, like, let your mom maybe live a little bit. You know, you never know what someone might be into until they try it. Like, in a way, I don't want to say it's gatekeeping, but like, in a, I really did feel like Bella was like not allowing her mom to do anything. Like, she's like, well, my judgment's better than yours, even though she's a child and her mom is an adult, where, to be fair, she's had to kind of, raise her mom slash take care of her mom her whole life basically but like a lot of things I'm like what if Renee wanted to do this what if she wanted to try it I don't know like maybe let her have a chance to you know try something new yeah especially now because it's like she doesn't like have a kid that she's in custody of anymore you know so it's like might as well do whatever yeah and she has a husband I mean it's not like she's alone doing things like I mean maybe they'll find a a hobby that they like doing together you know I don't know totally totally um running throughout the current like the basically the subtext of this whole chapter is like the Jacob thing like Bella keeps thinking about it I don't feel the need to keep bringing up because like there's not a whole lot of forward movement in it on this chapter on it in this chapter I mean, we'll get to that at the end, but just wanted to kind of mention that. Um, so then when she finishes her email, Edward discovers the stereo that she dug out of her car when he left because she didn't want any memories of him, which I always thought was kind of weird because she was sad that like all her pictures and stuff were missing, all her CDs and whatever he had given her. But that was like physical proof that they were real. Like she didn't buy that for herself. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also, like, I know it's connected to Edward kind of, like, through association, but, like, it was from a different Cullen, too. Like, it wasn't Edward-associated. The stereo was from Rosalie and Emmett, right? And Jasper, too, I think, yeah. Yeah, so, like, if anything, you could have kept it for their sake, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why Edward says that he's going to replace it because he thinks that it'll hurt their feelings. And then he uses that leverage 
to bring up the airplane tickets that Carlisle and Esme got for her and is like, we have to use these this weekend or else. (laughs) You know, the thrill of traveling, i.e. being forced by your boyfriend to go somewhere that, I mean, I think that Bella would want to go, but being forced to like that, I don't, you know, so much fun traveling because you're being forced to. Yeah, and she doesn't want to stir the pot with Charlie, so she's basically like, I'm not asking him, therefore we are not going. And that's what we thought was going to be the end of it, but no. No. No, and like like I said, I think that she would want to go. Like, I think that she would want to go with Edward and see her mom. Like, that would be super fun. But priorities first. Charlie just gave her an inch, and Edward was like, let's go a yard. Let's actually go a mile. Let's do it. Let's push these buttons, baby. He didn't even go a mile. He's going across the United States. Like, what's farther away from Washington than Florida? Italy. <laughs> That's funny. I have I have a point that we'll make when we get to Charlie, but I'm like, there is a very easy way to not make this a fight. I also don't understand how plane tickets work, so I might be wrong, but we'll get to it. Okay. First, Bella is like, all right, so what did Alice see today at lunch? And Edward makes it into nothing, and Bella bites it so easily. So he says that Alice saw Jasper somewhere near his former family, but he's not thinking about going back, so she's just worried about why he would be down there. And Bella just immediately latches on because, first of all, she says, why didn't you tell me before? And he very nonchalantly says, I didn't realize you'd noticed. My ass. Bella says, page 50, my imagination was sadly out of control. I'd taken a perfectly normal afternoon and twisted it until it looked like Edward was going out of his way to keep things from me. I needed therapy. Nope, you're not the one. Well, you might, uh, you might need therapy, but Edward also needs therapy. Yeah, I was going to say, I think therapy could hurt, could not hurt. I think therapy could help everyone. I don't think you necessarily need therapy for this exact thing. I think that that might be sort of a gaslighting kind of a thing. But, you know, that might just be my opinion. I just can't believe that he, like, she still buys it. Uh, My question is, I can't remember. Did we get kind of a little glimpse into Jasper's family in Midnight Sun or a New Moon? Midnight Sun. Okay, so I guess in my mind, because this is what, when I immediately changed my thoughts as to what's going on, because I know from Midnight Sun that Jasper's family, past family, is worrisome. We know that they're a little more of a threat than what Edward is hinting at here so I'm immediately thinking okay he's trying to get her out of the state because Jasper's family is here or I, what's her name the the matriarch of it all the I, I can't remember what her name is they briefly mention her in Midnight Sun Maria Maria um that I I'm, Maria was around or something and that like it I, what I can't remember if it if it was in Midnight Sun where they were like worried that Jasper might want to go back or see her. If he did see her, it might change the way that he felt about things. Does that s- sound familiar at all, or am I just making that up? Uh, you're not making it up, but you're a little off. Basically, the only time it was discussed was that they didn't want to run into her again because last time. Jasper and Maria ran into each other. They had to move immediately. That was all that was said. So in as as much as I knew, Jasper's old family is kind of bad news. My thoughts are is that they're in town and that is a threat to Bella. Why? I don't necessarily know. I mean, she smells great. She's clearly very desirable to vampires. So having her out of town would be better for her in general so that's immediately immediately why I'm thinking that he's trying to get her to leave is because of that he's downplaying the situation for her sake even though he knows what he's saying is true it's just way more intense than what he's 
hinting at, I guess. However, I, going back to like Bella just kind of taking the bait, I didn't take the bait because I had that little bit of information from Midnight Sun. I don't think Bella knows anything about Jasper's family at this point, or old family at this point. I I think that this is this little bit is the first she's probably heard of, oh, the people he used to live with are here, and Alice is worried. You know, I could see her being like, oh, yeah, I mean, Alice wouldn't want him to leave the Cullen family. Like, that would make Alice really nervous. Like, I, I could see because Bella doesn't have all the information, her believing that. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. Okay. So after this, to make Charlie happy, Bella makes one of his favorite recipes. And I, yeah, it's, um, what is it, stroganoff? Paige just made like the Bon Appetit, like kissy face, which is so, super good, yeah. Be stroganoff, 10 out of 10, would recommend. Chicken stroganoff is also good. I just a creamy noodle with a protein. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I was gonna say top of page fifty one. Charlie seemed to already be in a good mood when he got home. He didn't even go out of his way to be rude to Edward. Edward excused himself from eating with us as usual. The way that she phrases that, I'm like, so this is a frequent thing. How is Charlie not sus about that? I felt exactly the same way. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna humor them at all like a few times like Edward can't have a plate and then throw up later like you you'll get over it you'll get over it like for the sake of looking normal you can't do it a few times yeah they go through so many other charades to look normal it would it is definitely very sus and we've talked about it before that eating while the other person is not eating is very uncomfy at least for me I I think you said that you would eat, but <laughs> but like I would if I were in Charlie's shoes, I would almost be insulted. Like you're not gonna eat with us, really. Like you're not gonna eat with your girlfriend and your girlfriend's dad, really. Like that's a little rude. Yeah, it's bad form. And yeah, one thing about me is I'm always gonna eat. I don't really care who else is eating. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> okay. So then Edward decides to fucking start a fight, basically, with Charlie. He is like, um, hey, Charlie, did Belle ever tell you that my parents bought her plane tickets to Florida? And Charlie's like, no, why? And Edward's like, well, they're about to expire and they're going to be really offended if he if Bella doesn't use them. And Charlie's like, okay, well, that'd be cool for you to visit your mom, Bella. And then he's like, hold on, did you say plural tickets? And Edward's like, yeah, one for each of us. And Charlie loses his motherfucking mind. He's like, hell no, that's not happening. It's kind of weird. I mean, to me, it's kind of weird because it's like, where are they going to be staying with Renee? Like, it's not like they're getting a hotel. Yeah, I, like, I'm also thinking, I don't think any of, and LOL, I said any of my high school relationships, as if I had any, Um, but, like, if I was dating someone in high school, I don't know if my parents would ever be okay with me going on a trip with them, you know, like, like, I know that they're going to another family member's house, but it's just, like, I don't know, at least with my family, I feel like that would be a little weird. Yeah, I guess it depends on the family. I mean, I also didn't was never in this position, but I feel like if for my family, like if it was another parent or like it was my sister or something on the receiving end, then they wouldn't care. If it was like just us going somewhere, that 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 would not be cool, but I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, but to go back to my point that I was hinting at previously. I in my mind, the reason that Edward is trying to do this is to get Bella out of Forks. That, and I could be wrong, but I'm just assuming that that is why we're doing this, why we're why we're trying to start a fight, why we're trying to, the main goal is to get Bella out of Forks. Why not say, hey, we have two tickets for Bella to go visit her mom. Charlie, do you want to take the other ticket? or 
I was thinking maybe Alice could go with Bella and, you know, Renee could meet Alice. Now, I don't know if plane tickets are like exchangeable like that, where you could have another person take the ticket. But like, if the main goal is to get Bella out of Forks, why make a fight out of it? Why not just give the ticket to someone where it's better? Like, why not Angela? Give the ticket to Angela. Angela can go with Bella and, you know, she can meet Renee. I don't know. It just like the point of making it a fight seems counterintuitive to the whole goal of getting Bella out of Forks. Okay. In these scenarios, is Edward running to Florida and spying on them the whole time? Because you know he will not let Bella out of his sight. I didn't consider this. Um, (laughs) I guess he has to. I guess there's no other way. Okay. I could maybe see that being a thing. I would never see Charlie going because why would he go visit his ex? That'd be mad awkward. Yeah, no. So I realized that now this makes me look stupid, but I thought that from the moment I read this chapter up until about 10 minutes ago that I even thought that when I said previously, I have a good way to get around this to make it not a fight. And then as soon as I said it, I was like, wait a minute. Renee and Charlie are divorced. Why would Charlie go? That doesn't seem like a good idea. And I was like, well, I mean, Alice could go. You know, that, that's a better option than Charlie. And, and I think Charlie would be okay with that too, because Alice is cool, you know? Yeah, no, I don't, you're not dumb. I'm not trying to make you feel or look dumb. I'm just, I think that you're not factoring in Edward's insane need to control Bella's every move. I did I did not even consider that when I thought of this solution to the problem. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to go? Do you think somebody's going to go? I think I think that Bella and Edward are going to go. I think I I don't think that there's getting around it. Like the fight has been had. And yeah, I mean, Charlie seems satisfied to find out his daughter's a virgin, so you know, I I think it's fine. There is that. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Um, How do you think Edward's going to fare in Florida, which is like the sunshine state, if I'm not getting that incorrect? I'm pretty sure that's what they call it, right? Maybe he's going to feign some kind of illness, like, ooh, I got the Florida flu. I got to stay home in bed. You have a good time. I'm going to rest. You know, you know how Edward is. You know. I do know how he is. <laughs> okay, yeah, so they have this whole fight, and then it basically ends with Bella saying, there's no reason for you to be upset, and then Charlie walks out. And then pushing her, I was very surprised by this, pushing her father a little farther, even. She's like, I'm going out. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you really just like don't give a fuck right now. But she does go to Edward's house with him and hangs out with his family. Um, also, she confronts Edward, which I'm glad that she did confront him. Um, and was like, you know, why did you do that? And he gives the excuse of like, you've been talking in your sleep about your mother a lot. So I know that you want to see her. Also, on page 56. Bella asks him, I forgot to mention this a little bit earlier, but Charlie had mentioned that Billy was going to have, I think he said like a Super Bowl party or something. I don't know. I don't know. He had, he was having some sport ball party. A playoff party. Yes. And um, so Bella's like, do you want me to go to Florida so that I don't go see Jacob? And Edward, speaking like a true healthy boyfriend, says, it wouldn't matter if you were here or on the other side of the world, you still wouldn't be going. Don't worry, it gets even healthier at the end of the chapter. I know. I laugh so that I don't cry. <laughs> I when I finished reading this chapter, I went out into the living room and my roommate and her fiance were out there and I was like, Twilight just keeps getting more and more toxic the more I read. And I'm like, "Oh, what happened?" because they've seen all the movies and know the gist. And so I described it and they're like, "Yep. No, it's only going to get worse from here." <laughs> literally Uh, so they go and hang out with the Collins they do like a little Stephanie does like a little time jump so we don't actually see them 
Um, we just see Bella when she gets back by herself for now. So she goes in and Charlie has a fucking sex talk with her. I gotta ask, did you get the sex talk from your parents? No. No. The most I the most I got was one time there was two different things from both parents. One time my mom and I were on the couch and a commercial came on um for like teen pregnancy or something, I don't know. Um and it was like just have a conversation with your kid. And she turned to me and she was like, "Don't have sex." And I was like so mortified that I was like, "Haha, yeah, yeah, sure." Um and then many years later, I was going over to um house and for a pajama party. It was literally like five of us, like our friend group, when we watched Paranormal Activities 1 and 2. That was it. But it was like, I had called it, oh yeah, I'm going over to my friend's house for a party. And my dad was like, you know, the three things that you're not supposed to do. And I was like, I guess. And he was like, no drinking, no drugs, no sex. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I left. And that's, that was the gist of it from both parents. Yeah, I got even less than that. I didn't get jack shit. I think my parents just assumed that we would get the sex talk in school, which we did, quote unquote, but it was the Catholic sex talk, which we, as we have mentioned before, is extremely toxic, uh, misogynistic. I could go on. I don't know if you if you remember this at all, but sophomore year when we had our retreat, um, so the listeners know at our school every year each class had a retreat that was Catholic themed in some way. And the sophomore retreat was like the sex retreat about quote unquote sex ed. Um, It was really just like a chastity talk. And there was a, a moment where we were separated into girls and guys and the girls went in one room and the guys went to another room and we had a guest speaker kind of talk to us about like her story or something Basically, she had had sex and that she had regretted it. Very emotional, whatever. I don't know who I was talking to. It was a boy. It may have been Tommy. It may have been Noah. I don't remember. But I asked someone, like, oh, what did your guest speaker talk about? And whoever it was was like, what do you mean guest speaker? And I was like, you know, like the person you just had in the room. And they're like, oh, no, we just sat around. Like, we didn't do anything. So they literally had it for just the girls and not the guys. I did not know that. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, yeah, it was horrible. We did used to have, outside of that, we would usually have once per year a guest speaker that would come talk to the whole school at once, usually about sex. One time it was this girl who was on AMTM, and I really wanted to ask her what Tyra was like, but we didn't get to ask questions, so... (laughs) I remember her. She was shitting on the show, and I was like, that's my show. I saw I saw a post. It was a TikTok about Tyra being toxic. What are, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, my God. She's the most toxic person on the planet. <laughs> that show is fucked up. It does not hold up. Like, no part of it holds up. The TikTok was, and I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it was basically like the the reveal about who's going home. And she was talking to this one girl and she's like, basically it was like alluding to that she was going to, she was going to keep the girl. She was like, you did a really great job. You were so strong. You fought through this and you survived. You made it through. And then she held up a photo of another person, meaning that person was going to stay and she was like, and you're going to get through this, too. I'm sending you home. <laughs> I remember that. Savage. It really made me want to watch it because I was like, that was devastating. You've got to watch it, dude. It's so good. Only like 10 seasons are good. And then the other ones are trash. You've got to start in season three. One and two are. Mm-mm. Maybe I'll do that tonight. <laughs> I'm telling you. Do it and just tell me all your thoughts because I love it. I, you know, it's problematic, but I love it. 
I've heard it's, you know, forcing people to get horrible haircuts, bad makeovers. It's it's all bad. Millie really liked it, too. When she saw that it was, I think it's on Hulu. When she saw it was on Hulu, she freaked out. It's one of those things where it's like, you know it's bad, but you can't look away. You know what I mean? (laughs) Anyways, back to the sex talk. I mean, it's pretty general. Charlie's like, I have a responsibility, and to do this and Bella's like well mom already did this and Charlie's like well you didn't have a boyfriend then and he's like tell me that you two are being responsible and so finally Bella comes out and says I'm a virgin and I have no immediate plans to change that status I don't know why I said status that's funny um this is also in the movie and Kristen Stewart and um Billy Burke who plays Charlie like kill it it's so funny it's so it's, awkward. Like, I I never I never want to talk about sex at all with my parents, let alone having to confess that to your dad. Yeah, I had to do that to a doctor a couple of years ago, and it was horrible, and I didn't even know him. Mm-mm. On the other hand, when I started to get a million UTIs because I started to become sexually active and no one told me about the things that you're supposed to do to prevent UTIs. I basically like had to tell both my mom and the doctor at the same time, like, yeah, it's probably from that. It's probably what's happening since I'm at the emergency room for the third time in four months. God. For any listeners that may not know and that this applies to, just think of that hilarious meme from the beginning of core where it was like um people just scrambling the the letters of gossip girl and the one that was like go piss girl that's what you got to do after sex yeah that's true also having a partner that reminds you to do it is also very helpful too definitely yeah love that okay so finally it's over and bella's all like antsy now because she just had to go through that traumatic experience so she decides that she's gonna go see Jacob um like this is her chance um you know like Edward's not here he he probably is hunting blah 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 whatever so she runs down the stairs and she gets into her truck and she tries to start it but it won't start and then she turns and she sees that Edward is sitting in the truck with her and as probably all of you know, he took something out of her truck, like some kind of, I don't speak car, as we all know, but he basically made it so that it won't run. He's holding it in his hand. Go ahead, Paige. I know you, I know you want to. H-E-A-L-T-H-Y. Healthy. Oh, that's so bad. He goes on this whole long soliloquy about, you know, like, why he thinks that Alice can't see them. And I am curious, and by them I mean the wolves. I am curious what you think, because he says that Carlisle has a theory about the wolves. Um, This is on page 63. And this is all about the discussion about why Alice can't see the wolves in her visions. Carlyle theorizes that it's because their lives are so ruled by their transformations. It's more an involuntary reaction than a decision. Utterly unpredictable, and it changes everything about them. In that instant when they shift from one form to the other, they don't really even exist. The future can't hold them. What did you think about that? Well, in my mind, I kind of just thought it's a defense mechanism. You know, a vampire using their supernatural powers to have an upper hand against the werewolves the werewolves have this sort of shield around them to stop them from being able to access that I guess that's how I viewed it I mean I guess Carlisle's theory makes sense but it seems a little too it just seems a little far-fetched in my mind yeah I agree and Edward does mention that that defense mechanism theory at the beginning he doesn't think it's likely but I kind of do. I don't think Edward's very likely. (laughs) Agreed. Or likable, for that matter. (laughs) 
whole time Ed, or whole time Bella doesn't say anything, which I support. You know what I don't support? Edward says, if you want me to not come and stay in your room tonight, I'll understand. And so Bella at first closes the window, signifying that she doesn't want him to come and stay the night. And then literally seconds later, she's like, and opens the window again. There were a lot of things about this chapter that pissed me off. And that was one of them. Bella, come on. Come on. Doing this one little thing. I don't, I mean, it wouldn't have set Edward in his place at all. But, like, I feel like it would have had a little bit of a message to him that this behavior is unacceptable in Bella's opinion. You know? Like, giving him permission to come back after that is kind of giving him permission to do it again. You know? Totally. And she's the one who's trying to take, like, a firm stance about the Jacob thing and be like, well, I'm going to see him. Well, this is not a firm stance, darling. This stance is collapsing like a poorly constructed flan. Um, was there anything I didn't go over in this chapter that you had? No, we hit it all. Okay. Next week's chapter, we're just doing one, and then we're going to do two the following week, but we'll get there. Um, next week's chapter is called Motives. I mean... <sighs> I feel like every week I make a prediction that is so not not it at all. I really want us to get more information as to the motives of Edward's behavior in sending Bella away like that. So that's one theory. Um, perhaps we'll get a look... Like, maybe maybe we'll get a little something from the werewolf perspective as to what's going on with the vampire in Seattle. The motives of that all going on from, like, their side of things. I don't know. I feel like it's probably not going to be either of those things. But we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Yeah. Um, I think it's your turn to do socials. I think it is. But before we do that, do we have any, do we have any notes? I guess not. We're just plugging and chugging, baby. Plug and chug. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right. So please reach out to us. We are so happy to hear from literally anyone at any time for any reason, unless you're a scammer, i.e. Jacob, a.k.a. Barack Obama. <laughs> um, so you can reach out to us on Twitter at TaftPod. You can reach out to us on Instagram and on Tumblr at Tuesdays Are for Twilight. You can send us an email if e email is something that you like to do at Tuesdays Are for Twilight at gmail.com. If the way that you show love is monetary monetarily, you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Tuesdays Are for Twilight. And as always, please, please check out the Quill Utes efforts to move their cultural land to higher ground. You can find out more information on that and where to donate if you are able to at www.mthg.org. Gang, gang. Once again, we crushed it. Um, what are your parting thoughts for the day? Life is fleeting. Don't be afraid to shine your lantern into this into the darkness and illuminate the future. Thank you, wise prophet. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week for chapter three of Eclipse. Bye guys. Bye. Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram.